I don't think I'm allowed to be seen drinking coffee in public. Yeah, can I have drink some oh, coffee? Actually, I do need to get a beer. You sat down, you got coffee, and then you decided not to actually get a beer. No, I, I decided to get a beer. That's no, now you decided to get a beer after yeah, you sat down. Yeah, that's what I just said, dude. You'd, or pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go hobble your ass over there and get a beer. Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And we have no Brogan because he is down in Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. So yeah. in his place, well, not even in his place, just because we want to hear about Tacoma history and everything, we've got Steve Dogelberger back. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you so much for coming in, buddy. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, Anytime. I know, I love it. I was like, hey, hey, we need to, we need some content. Oh, Steve's got a lot of things that he's <laughs> stuff working and on. Yeah, he's got stuff and things, and it's all about. Tac- well, it's not all about Tacoma, but you do a really good amount of South Sound stuff, so it's always fun and new and interesting to have you on. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I saw the question that you posted about ask Steve a qu- question. I don't know if you got this, but when I posted that on my Steve's Drunk History thing, I got a response. Did you really? Yeah. All right, cool. So the coaster question might actually be from Steve himself. <laughs> did you ask yourself a question? No, I did not. No, no, uh, no, no. It was actually somebody else, but somebody yeah. Else, yeah. All right. So I'm getting a little sweaty here because of all these stupid lights. Ew. I mean, these great lights that make us look fantastic because Jeff puts a lot of work into this and it looks really cool. Like the setup is really awesome, but I'm also like hot and sweaty because I'm ridiculous. You are hot, sweaty. All right. All right, Steve. You're hang- hanging just a little bit too? Yeah. A little bit. 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 I'm going to sit up straight too so I, my moves don't show so much I'd on like the your, live stream. Um, your, you like uh, my tie? tie? Yes. Yeah, yeah what tie are you wearing today? Tie. It is a, a sparkling uh, OG uh, Star Trek. So it's got McCoy, Spock, and Kirk. Is there a... And there are sparklies on it. Oh, it's in their, their, eye, their eyeballs. Right? Yeah, they got the diamond eyes. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> right. I love you. You all... You have a... I think you have a tie for every single day, or at least every single type of I day. I have... Uh, the At last time I counted, I had 500 ties. Five hundred... So, yeah, that's wow. at least one for every day. Then, well, yeah, wow, yeah, you're yeah. good at the math. You didn't use your fingers <laughs> at all. Yeah. No, no. Do you have a one. favorite tie? Do I? Ha- um, because I mean, out of 500, I'd have to imagine. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume there's a couple of them that are like frequent, get, frequent appearance. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a, a roster. Well, the trouble is, once you're known as the tie guy, um, oh. ever since junior high during my Alex P. Keaton days. Um, Why does that I, not surprise me? Right. <laughs> uh, because I realize you can get away with a lot of stuff when you're the middle schooler with a tie. Um, they just think you're the good kid. Right? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I've got a rack of probably 50 ties that are just on the, you know, on you know, the tie rack. Okay, the yeah. Frequent usage. Uh, but uh, many of my ties are very, sp- you know, 
Halloween tie. Ah. You can't really wear that in November. It's, I mean... You can wear it a day a year. Yeah. Maybe a, for that like week. Like lead up to it or something like that. Um, I know you've got a lot of uh, taco-based uh, ties. Sure. Because sure. uh, taco, taco Tuesday... What, I, I see a you farmer? Post, I see you post all of those, <laughs> and you're like, I've got my Taco Tuesday tie on, and I'm like, well, that's very appropriate. Yeah. And then I've got avocado. I've got a. Uh, I've got about thirty food-related ties. So I've got a pizza tie, <laughs> grilled cheese with laser cats. Uh, That's a great u- one. Unicorn fighting narwhal ties. Um. And this man, the tie connoisseur, is probably my favorite historian in Tacoma. Well, I mean, it's the one that we have on the podcast, so I appreciate all that, too. Uh, thank you I'm guys. the top 25 historians. Exactly. <laughs> if you uh, guys want to uh, follow Steve Dunkelberger, you can do so by the links just right on this page. If you go to Grit City Podcast, actually, actually, if you search for Steve Dunkelberger and Grit City Podcast, it'll pop up all of his uh, shows, yeah. which there are many. There are many. And they go across a, a varying different uh, topics. Uh, Jake Bird, The Men in Black. We've talked about McNeil Island. I think that was with probably the men. No, that was uh, Maury Island. There's Maury so Island. many different islands around here. Oddly enough, yeah. Yeah, I go think figure. We talked about McNeil Island a few times as well. Yeah, and I got my book here. If you wanted to, I know I saw that. That's maybe that's why I did that because I saw that uh, a lauded author and yep. historian. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've actually got a project working on a early uh, idea of a project um, that I brought some information about. Uh, Ooh. That it's. Um, uh, Department of Social and Health Services, which runs the Special Commitment Center out at Beckingham Island, um, is kind of taking over the idea of um, repairing the inmate cemetery for when McNeil Island was a territorial, federal, and, and state prison. Oh, really? So um, one of the things that I was just out there oh, about a month ago now, um, was to go out there with uh, some people from Grave Concerns that did re- redoing the patient cemetery at Western State Hospital. Okay, yeah. So we add the names of the, pe- the patients who were there because before that it was just numbers. So we had the law change. We, they, Grave Concerns, uh, changed the law to allow them to put up the names of the patients who were there. Oh. And so we're doing that, working on doing that at McNeil Island. The thing is now there's like 115 grave markers and they're numbered not with their inmate number but one through 125 oh uh, you know whatever so um we've, we've got the names of who's buried there and we can assume that that list is in chronological order you'd hope yeah um and so far that seems correct but then we're like well do we just create another nonprofit to do that or can we fold it into some other effort or we can just do it ourselves it's decidedly doable it's just a matter of how to do that and then um we have got a group together that are going to be cleaning up the uh old you know pioneer early tacoma headstones at old tacoma cemetery later this month wow um, and so that do- seems like a very very involved project when it comes down to all that as well just like even just like the research yeah. and then just like the physical cleaning up and do you guys create new headstones for this or how does no, this even well, work out it, it is we're, we're figuring this okay I'll back up a little bit so you can understand the bouncing ball on this. I'm like, why cemetery, Steve? That's where I, like, what, just all of a sudden you decided you want to just start remodeling Hey, I don't question your dating pool. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Anyway, so, um, uh, 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 someone I know uh, goes to Old Tacoma Cemetery and uh, cleans up headstones just as kind of a, 
you know, oh, cathartic, okay. you know, uh, you know, stress relieving sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Quiet, you know, solitude and all that sort of thing. Well, his wife then researches, um, you know, the story of who this person was and, and that sort of thing. Great, great folks. And then I say, oh, I'll, I'll come do that. And then he said, oh, that'd be great. Great, great to have reinforcements. And uh, so I said, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I wrote up a little story on SouthsonTalk.com, available free. Nice. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and um, they said, oh, well, we'll just announce a time that we're going to be there. And if anyone wants to learn how to do this, you know, do it correctly because, you know, technically it is the same legality of you going and washing someone else's car. That is not the cemetery's property. That is the private property of that family. Oh. So we have to be very careful that we do not damage anything. So yeah, yeah. We have to use um, the, it's D2 Biosolutions, which is um, the solution that they use at Arlington and all, on all national cemeteries. It's the only stuff that they use, although it's expensive. It's $60 per gallon. Jeez. And it's not – you don't dilute it, so it does oh. get fairly expensive. Um, but we said, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and so we're going to meet – We. You know, we thought that there was going to be maybe a dozen people, um, and then it was shared by other church groups. And, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Um, we'll do that. So we may have 200 people there. Wow. Uh, and is, some people may, will be cleaning. Some people may be writing down information for geological research, genealogical research, if they're into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, you can just show up and take a photograph of a headstone and uh, post it on uh, findagrave.com because people always request, like, you know, their relative. I had no idea yeah. there was a findagrave.com. No. Okay, yeah, okay. That, um, wow. Yeah, so it's a website. There's others. There's like, a, I think it's called A Million Graves is another one. Um, but the idea is that you've got a relative, you know, your, your family is from Minnesota or North Dakota or whatever. Oddly enough, you're not in Minnesota or North Dakota, but you want a photograph of your great-grandfather's grave. Well, then you could just go on find a grave, find his grave, and say, hey, could someone in the area take a photograph of his gravestone wow, and okay, post it there, neat. and then I can get it there, and then they'll go, you know, that's That's really thing. cool. So, yeah. Wow. So that's another thing that uh, I do. But then, then it's a matter of, depending on what happens later this month, determine, you know, do we set up another nonprofit? I, oddly enough, I... I'm not looking for another project to take on, but <laughs> I do recognize that it is something that sort of needs to get done because a lot of these headstones are, you know, uh, too far gone to even read. So yeah, like what do you do at that point? Is it just kind of like just a, a little bit, a bit of a polished job using the cleaner at that point? You're not going to be able to get a lot of informa- uh, any information out of it. Does it turn into like almost like a, a, a grave PI sort of thing? Does it spark interest in you when you see something that is not complete? Do you want to go and research it at all? Uh, yeah. It, well, I think hmm. it, most historians go into historical research because they have a question. They can't find an answer. Therefore, they keep digging and digging and digging. So yeah. I love the mystery part of it because one of the – again, it's it's all covered in the story uh, on SouthSoundTalk.com. Yeah. Um, and it explains just, just one headstone and, and the – the, the mystery that was unsolved uh, um, of this woman's tragic story and, and that sort of thing. It's like every one of these headstones has a story like that. I mean, all these people had lives and all stuff. And yeah. you know, outside of the date they were born and the date they died, oddly enough, they There was something lived in alive. the middle. Yeah, there's something in the middle there. <laughs> and so, and you know, the records about them are, are, are out there somewhere. And so we try to get as much of the information to give, add flesh and bone to the grave site. That's cool. Sort of thing. And it's also kind of appropriate because, I mean, it's October. Well, it's uh, when this episode's coming out, it's October. So whenever someone's listening to it, it really doesn't matter. But it's, it's leading up to the Halloween season, which I'm always super stoked about mm. because, I mean, we're in places like uh, 
<laughs> the union club here where we uh we just had a very interesting uh interaction with uh we had the Tacoma Sirens women's rugby team in here. Okay. And uh we were downstairs and I was telling them how I feel this place is super haunted. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty late into the day, so <laughs> yeah, Jeff had his uh what is it called, Jeff? The app? I obelisk? Yeah. Yeah, somebody else was asking about that. They would need the, yeah, the obelisk. Uh, which, oh, and your goddamn cell phone. You... Yeah, well, yeah, well, the cell phone, it reads uh, the magnetic something or others and the it's white like noise. It's like a Ouija board for your cell phone, bro. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> then, we get the, uh, then we get them talking about, uh, like, even the thing was talking about shoes. I just heard a podcast shoes. about how the Ouija board worked and how it was invented, but anyway, go really? ahead. Really? Yeah. I wonder. Oh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. So we, anyway, we had them in here, and I had to totally freak them out about ghosts. So we, they actually ended up stopping down the podcast to pray, and then Scott's wife slowly oh, was walking down the stairs because she wanted a beer. So she was slowly walking down the stairs to get the beer, and then she scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of just these three girls who didn't see her until she was walking back up the stairs. And one girl didn't even know if uh, if uh, Becca was real. Just as they were done praying, she yeah. was walking up the stairs. It was perfect. It was just like that. perfect. So uh, I think we sufficiently scared the crap out of them. Well, but I love the spooky that's stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, Justin's a total believer in ghosts. 100%. I do. He's all in. I am. I am all in with that. I believe that we've got some spirits or at least some energy in the, the Union Club. And I don't know Clearly if you feel not it. this interview, but go okay, ahead. <laughs> okay, there's plenty of interview energy here. Thanks a lot, so I much. I love you, Pooh Bear. I know, I know. We came, uh, we brought you in though because you recently were at uh, the Broken Spoke. You do Steve's Drunk History, indeed, out there. And there's also a Facebook page for Steve's, yes, Drunk, Steve's History. Drunk History and Instagram and the Twitters. Yep, all of those different places. So like, follow, subscribe, and share, and all the all those fun things. Sure, yeah. because you get all that information about your shows, and you just had one about the uh, the history of how education was brought to Tacoma. Yep. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Like, where does it begin? Where does like because. In the terms we've talked about, how Tacoma and the surrounding areas began in the past, and it was more or less, I'm trying to remember here, this is kind of Uh-oh. like, it's like Uh-oh. a quiz where Uh-oh. I'm going to get a 0% on this, <laughs> and uh, Steve's just going to sigh, No matter what you say, it's going to be wrong, bro. Right, yeah. But it started as military, correct? Like forts and such like that? Oh, there's the side. Okay, that's close. That's close. Okay, 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 okay. You're in the ballpark. Half credit, okay. half credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you you are starting with the educational based uh, the beginning of the educational system with white folks. Oh, see, oh, oddly okay. enough, there were people here before that. Oh God damn it! And you are so. They right. also had a they You're also so right. had a valuable uh, educational system. So it starts there, even yeah. farther back. It does. I All right, enough. so take us back to the way back okay. machine. Well, the earth <laughs> the earth cooled. Okay, okay, okay. Not uh, that far back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I will point out that um, you know. Um, the uh, Native American tribes around the Puget Sound have been here longer than Puget Sound was here. So wrap your head around that for a minute. Okay, so like when like uh, like the Ice Age came and like cut out all of that stuff. Right, they were here before that. Yes. See, okay. I, I kind of know his. Yeah, that tripped me out. I heard that like on his one of his tours. He said that, and it blew my mind. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Explain that one more time. So yeah. Time. So imagine you know that there was um, you know the 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 last ice age of um, fifteen thousand years ago, plus or minus a couple of days, um, was receding, and uh, there's a geologically speaking, there's a uh, a an ice jam up basically where BC is now, mm-hmm. and um, that's British Columbia. 
oh, for thank non-locals. You. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Um, and uh, when that um, ice finally melted, it, it sent a flood of water and just carved out Puget Sound. And that's why it's such a rocky soil, because it's ah, relatively recent. Okay, okay, okay. So when that happened, Native Americans were here. It was just the open plains. It was not waterfront property. Oh, and then it became waterfront and property, it became which is slightly property. problematic for the people who are living on the plains. Right, so talk about a, a culture shock. Yeah. God, yeah, right? So anyway, but um, their, um, their educational system was uh, incredibly effective for that culture. And one of the things is that, um, you know, people say that, uh, you know, um, you know, Using the language from the 1940s, and I'll get to that. Uh, the ni- 1840s, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you know that it's a very undefined, um, you know, a primitive culture because it didn't have a written language, and, mm-hmm. and also, it's like, well, it had you know pictographs and, and things like that, which is highly effective. But also, they didn't have a written language for a reason. It was an oral tradition, not because they didn't they didn't need a written language because. Their culture is so based on the family and the tribe that it is better and more efficient to communicate orally because then that connects us. Yeah. Whether if you write it down, then you can read about the history in, in your solitude where if we communicate with it, then we now have a bond together as well as you know the history. And you can discuss it at that point. If you have a question, like if you're looking at a book or any sort of written word, uh, if you have questions, you're going to have to seek someone out. If someone's telling you about this, you can have the discussion, much like what we're doing with right, you. Right, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and how do you learn better? Do you learn through reading or do you learn through discussion? And, mm-hmm. and So it's highly effective. So um, especially when it's all based on familial connections. Um, so, uh, you know, it, you know, long before it was created that it takes a village to raise a family, uh, <laughs> they, they lived it out for <laughs> forever millennia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when it comes to that point, what were like the, 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 the key things that they were passing on? I would have to imagine specific traditions, but also things just like, uh, like, uh, raising children, growing crops, doing stuff like that. Right. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they, they. You know, their, uh, the tradition was much like, you know, Aesop's fables or the Brothers Grimm tales. Mm-hmm. There were um, allegorical, um, you know, in nature uh, about, you know, living a good life, being brave, mm-hmm. looking after your elders and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I will point out that uh, every culture in around the world has a um, great flood story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Native Americans in the Puget Sound, oddly enough, also had a great flood story. Um, it, is also, it, it is, however, one of the few um, cultures around the world that can actually prove it. Yeah, because there was like legitimately the great flood, yeah, when it comes down to it. Um, and, Damn, the, yeah. and the story is that the, the, their Mount Ararat, if you remember you know, your biblical uh, teachings, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, their Mount Ararat, where Noah landed after 40 days and 40 nights, was, oh. was the hillside overlooking Chambers Bay, which is now gone because it was the gravel pit. Oh yeah, which is now the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I remember that when that was the gravel pit. Yeah, like most people don't. Now it's just I don't know. University Place has changed since I lived there. Now a lot. Well, technically that's unincorporated Pierce County, but yeah, I is it still? Yeah, is it really? Well, I thought all of that area was just like University Place. Uh, well, yes and no. Um, okay, <laughs> it's where Lakewood, Lakewood meets University Place meets Stillicum meets unincorporated Pierce County. The um, what is the old Lone Star property that's now the golf course is yeah. unincorporated county, but the permitting process flows through UP. 
Ah, okay. Nice and convoluted, all that fun red tape yeah. stuff. And, and that, was, that was by design, so you had all the surrounding entities having a stake in the game, so everyone has to agree or nothing happens. Oh, okay. That makes sense on that. So thank, you, thank you, Sally Walker. Uh, rest in peace. All right, then. I don't know who Sally Walker was. Is uh, she was an old uh, a senator from a uh, representative then senator of the 28th district, uh, oh. pre-incorporation of the city of Lakewood and UP See, back in 1995. That. Uh, See, that's when I lived there. Like, I'm bad at that. How See, old were you in 1995, bro? 16. Oh, right on. 16. That's so, adorable. Like, maybe I should <laughs> have like been knowing that sort of Steve stuff. was already partying it up. Yeah, I've <laughs> already. He'd already lived a life, man. Sorry, yeah. sorry to. Put, uh, put you on that one yeah. at that age. I have ties older than you, Grasshopper. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah okay, I that actually just, I do. That doesn't surprise me, actually, <laughs> at, any, at any point right there. You just talked about having ties in junior high, and you probably still have those. Oh, yes. <laughs> so getting back to uh, the education and uh, uh, like uh, the, the pre-white history, I guess, at this point in times, uh, how was it in terms of moving forward from that? Okay, well, um, I will point out that, you know, if you look at the uh, general matrix of a society, what makes a successful society or not, um, which is a matter of debate to begin with. Mm. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Um, but a point, you know, that um, life expectancy is a, a high barometer of uh, social success. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Native Americans here uh, generally lived nine years longer than their European counterparts. Really? Um, they also, uh, depending on. You know, not everyone agrees on the numbers, but general speaking, um, they generally had um, worked half as long. Therefore, they spent twice as much time with their family and friends um, so than their European counterparts. Because I try to do that shit anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just fake breaking your leg doing it. Yeah, Quiet. well, actually, break your leg, but because <laughs> instead of you know uh, building you know big cathedrals and cities and trading with all that stuff, they were very simple living. Mm-hmm. That does not translate into being a non-sophisticated culture. Yeah. And, that, um, and that's part of the, just like the perceptive, uh, perception of that at that point even too. Because, I mean, you can be sophisticated, but again, it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't have those grand, gigantic buildings to show off how awesome you are, how can people actually know how awesome you are? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, would you rather live less time, work more, uh, and live in a... And, and, and write things down or have more free time, be really, really, really connected with your family and your friends um, and not write things down. And everything's communicated orally. I mean, I, I would argue that, that they were Native Americans were much more sophisticated than Europeans were. They have to remember the stories and, or, and pass them on and be able to teach those and continue on with those. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, having books are cool. I mean, or having, like, cell phones are cool to, like, look stuff up. But at the same point, again, it's like it's... You're putting in a, a a lot of hard work for future generations, which is cool. But then you just turn them into lazy people. That's why I never learned to read. Real, all, yeah, really, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. It's just too much work. <laughs> why I bother? So uh, well, I, I don't disagree with, with your statement, but I do got maybe avocado. What's that? Or whatever. Learn to read. That um, <laughs> even with like Google and stuff, you need to know how to search. Searching. You know, and learning how to search is still a tool that. Oh yeah, that, uh, I had I had a a, a, a millennial that Uh-oh, doesn't know how to search Google. Yeah, you know, right? I, really, it's like. They're like, well, how how do you find this? I'm going, just type this in. You know, it's type, like my type, Google foo yeah. is strong, bitch. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, I did. I typed this, and they had a totally different way of like, yeah, they just had no clue, and I was astounded. That's like, yeah, just type they, in what you are looking things? for. So you know, how do they and, find things they're looking for. They don't yeah. Google it. 
They don't know how to, or they'll Google <laughs> they it. They don't, don't know how to bing Google, it. Google it. Yeah, no, <laughs> did, no, don't bing it. Jeez, God, and don't it was bing like, it. well, how? Because you can find anything on the internet. Right. And I, it, yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> and Jeff knows. Yeah, I know, right? Anything, You've reached the end of the internet. We are done. <laughs> well, I, no, I had a, um, uh, I guess, spring burn off that a little bit. Um, a week ago, uh, I wrote a letter to my son who was homesick. And so I'm a little get well card because I'm, you know, Aww, that, I'm yeah. that dad. I'm that dad. Oh my god! And so it said, you know, you get full day recess uh, if you uh, can read this sentence. And I wrote it in cursive in my fountain pen because yeah, I'm that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I posted that. It's like proud dad. You know, my son can read cursive. Um, uh, a Facebook friend. I have no idea who this person is. A Facebook friend um, said that now I was ableist, classist, and racist. For posting this photograph like, in cursive. Okay, so I'm racist against my own son. Okay, and that I teach my son a skill of anything, and they say, "Well, it's impractical in the 21st century, and no one uses it anymore." And all that. So what? Regardless, okay. So you must be really upset when I teach him weaving and take him fishing because there are <laughs> there are grocery stores. I think knowledge in and of itself has value, regardless. Of Regardless of its applicability. In well, and that's, I mean, to be, per- and to be perfectly honest, something with like cursive is, I think it's good to be able to be able to learn to or understand or read cursive because sometimes people just have really shitty handwriting and you need to kind of understand that there's different types and styles or even learning something like calligraphy. Yeah, calligraphy is old and busted, but it's also one of those things where it's beautiful and someone who's really good at it can make some astounding works of actual art with their words. And you know what? Yeah, sure. It's not used that often or it's used in very specialized things. But there's nothing wrong with learning stuff. Yeah. <sighs> well, when you look at why learn calligraphy, because there's always a typeface that you can download and put it into Word. Well, no, it's a little different than that. But Thank then, you. But then it also gets into the whole like uh, meditation of a project or a hobby or something like that. Why wouldn't you want to have a hobby? Yeah. Why learn anything if you're going to be that person? Right. Like just right. why learn anything? And it's just a particular a matter yeah. of you're looking for an argument. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You, like, good right, luck with that. You, yeah, you must be a miserable, way. miserable human being about everything, <laughs> constantly being mad at everything. So we got into the pre-white history. Yeah. Is there any more Does, about it with that, or are we moving on to uh, the? Uh, uh, no. Um, yeah. That's that's sort of uh, setting the the backdrop that there was the still point. education in this area uh, before uh, the no, white and, man and it showed was, up and, and screwed it. It was highly, up. highly effective. Um, yeah. By you know the uh, obsidian obsidian knives that they had are sharper or were sharper than the modern scalpels are today oh oh wow um uh many of their um historical remedies for things they're finding out that oh shit this stuff actually actually works works." yeah you know so at the same time you know europeans were either eating each other burning each other at the stake for being witches (laughs) or bleeding them to get the black bile out of your blood you know uh there were cultures you know uh there were cultures uh out there who actually We're using this thing called medicine that actually, like, worked. Like, as opposed to what we used. Uh, did you know that we used Heinz ketchup as a quote-unquote medicine in the uh-huh. 1800s? I found out about that, and I and laughed. Wheaties. And Wheaties. And <laughs> cornflakes. Cornflakes was a cereal made to be so bland it would stop a teenager's desires to masturbate. Yes. And they made a movie about that. Jeez. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that's I think a, we talked about that. That's Western medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? In a nutshell. Yeah. Let's, uh, right? Yeah. Let's use all of that. 
So when uh, so so when modern society starts to show up in this area, how does that sort of work in terms of uh, the education? And because I mean, you start off and it's a it's a bunch of people who are coming here for military installations, but then they're mm-hmm. going to be be either having families or bringing families over. To which families will have kids, and kids will need education in order to well, move there, on. Yeah, there's a middle step um, because the first, um, you know. Uh, white folks educating people um, was the in the area was the um, Methodist mission out at DuPont. Okay. It's, it's got to be something Yeah, like missionaries, yeah. Yeah, 1840. Um, Chloe Clark, that's why the elementary school is named after Chloe Clark, oh. um, was also, um, you know, one of the people who did that thing called uh, Willamette or Willamette University, depending mm-hmm. on your pronunciation, uh, down in Salem, owned half of downtown Salem um, through a land grant system, long story. That's, that's not Puget Sound, so I won't get into that. Uh-huh. Um, came up here in 1940, of course, uh, as you know from, from previous shows. Uh, it was uh, right outside of the Hudson's Bay Company fort uh, that started in 1833, which is closer to the bluff. And then it moved in 1843 to off-center drive, and that's where the marker is. So there's confusion. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but that, did, that didn't do uh, all that well because they were sort of, uh, you know, ride or die, uh, follow the Methodist way or not. Um, but they did that basically because they wanted to be have a presence here before the Catholics were here, which were much more uh, at that time much more uh, laissez-faire and kind of using local cultures and traditions and making them Catholic-ish. Oh, just kind of converting them a little bit. So you're like, you'll keep these traditions, but we're just going to kind of skew them because our God is awesome and actually did this for you as opposed to whatever traditions they actually right, believe right. at that point. Well, if you can take on some of theirs and we just get your numbers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're counting. Yes. You isn't, count isn't as ours. how like, yes, right? most of our, like, as our as like, as holidays add you to the roster, way. somehow we can do that. Hey, yeah, um, that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't always the case, but at, at that time, um, which is why you know voodoo was invented as part Catholic, part uh, African, part Caribbean. Probably the only um, real religion. Just saying. Oh, really, voodoo? No, I'm we'll just have to ask Brogan. I mean, we can send him a text. He's down no, there I don't in fuck Louisiana voodoo, right now. No, no. Yeah. Well, I don't fuck around with that. Okay, <laughs> it's best not to. See, <laughs> Steve believes too. It is best not to. Well, I, best not to besmirch anyone's religion because you never know. You know what? You're actually <laughs> that's a really good point. Like, yeah, let's not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, maybe I'll tell uh, Brogan not to bring back any. Uh, no, that no would be stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bring back the uh, uh, Louisiana Ouija board. Yeah, or any of those things, which is purely a commercial invention. But oh, it totally about. is. Yeah, I know it is. Everyone thinks that the Ouija board is you know ancient Egypt. No, it's no, it's twenty. Not yeah. It's Warner like, Brothers, it like, uh, Parker Brothers, Parker Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. That. I thought they just bought it from some ancient nope. Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> Now there were there were talking boards before that, but those are less. They didn't have a planchette. They had a, like a divining rod sort of thing. Oh, like a pendulum sort of thing, like that. Yeah, my wife signed all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving back into the history, <laughs> the history of education in the in the South Sound yeah, area. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so Chloe Clark did the did her Methodist mission thing. Didn't go all that well. Uh, but she is marked as being the mar- uh, being the first marriage of uh, white settlers uh, in. North of the Columbia River, which is seen as the Oregon Territory or Washington Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so not going well. Was it just like not successful or was it like the the dude who tried to go to the tribe of unincorporated like people and he just got eight? Well, no, no. I mean, he was, I mean <laughs> no. Uh, well, they did. Uh, oddly enough, um, the, the the Native American tribes weren't, uh, you know, they weren't looking for, you know, uh, they weren't. 
they weren't church shopping. Really? Their, their life really? Was, was pretty good. All right. So they yeah. opted to say, now nah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. We, we, we got you. We know we're fine. We're fine. Um, so that was, it was deemed uh, a failure. They left, and then the Native Americans just burned the, burned the thing down. Oh. Oh. Uh, I guess I mean, it wasn't like a riot or anything. It's just, you know, you're, this, is the, this is a building on the land that is no longer needed. That's just an no unusual, yeah, unusual so. end to a uh, historical story. Oh, and the natives said no, and the white people left. I, you know what? That's a really good point. It and, almost never happened. And that judging way, right? by our history as of now, I would have to say that that wasn't uh, yeah. the overarching I, case. I where bet they came, they came back. <laughs> Spoiler alert! So coming back. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, that's eighteen forty, and then of course during that time, uh, the port of Stellicum, now town of Stellicum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, was forming, and of course, nearby Fort Stelcom was created on the grounds of Western State Hospital, um, which operates a a, a four building um, museum there called Historic Fort Stelcom Museum Association. Really? If anyone wants a tour, let me know. Oh, I will have to. I, I didn't actually realize that they still had something that you could tour there. Uh, Absolutely. And it's it's on the grounds of Western State. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. If you go into the main entrance off Silicon Boulevard, uh-huh, yeah, you'll see those. Uh, brown and white trimmed houses along the parade ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the buildings for oh, the. Oh wow! Now those are those were built in 1857 during August Kautz's renovating of the of the uh, fort, but they're old enough. Uh, yeah, that's still still marks the first federal. Years, uh, 170 yeah, the, years. Uh, the first federal um, presence uh, in the Washington Territory or north of the Columbia River. So wow. That's why Stelcom is known as the police of first. So that's like the first federal place. Yeah, in mil- mil- military post. Yeah. Wow. So neat. Because they were vying for you know because this was di- disputed territory, and then that's when you know, we now, said that we will we will not beat them in in the on the battlefield. We will beat them in our bedrooms, and basically the idea is that we will just procreate faster than the British were at Fort Squally. Was it was it a big rush to get here, or was it like just a couple of like groups of people who are like. I don't really see a whole lot of people being here, so we want to get here first. Or, like, I mean, because this is pre-Gold Rush stuff where everything kind of blew up. But was it, like, was there a big desire, a big need to uh, settle in the Pacific Northwest? Did people feel that they needed to do this? Or was it just, like, a land grab by, like, government? Yeah. Was it just, like, the government saying, oh, that's ours now? Or was it, like, people really wanting to come out here? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, 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 absolutely. There was a march, you know, through... the, the manifest destiny from mm-hmm. sea to shining sea. Yeah, um, heard of that. You heard of that? It was, a, it was like a thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess yes, uh, yes, and no. Um, there were it was a trickle because it was sort of disputed territory. There was because there wasn't any infrastructure out here. Yeah, uh, in 1840s and 1850s, then you start getting you know old military road which went from Bellingham to Stelecom and you know uh, that sort of thing, and east and west, which still exists today. Mm-hmm. Um, this this building see- was here in 1888. Yeah, so. well, I'm not there yet, am I? <laughs> you know, we're still talking about Dickhead. like the 40s and 50s and God. 60s, man. Come Damn. on, I was so just throwing it uh, out. And then, Damn. Um, then, then it was slowly, slowly, um, you know, other. You know, other military bases and little port towns and, and, and that sort of thing, basically taking the, the lumber and all that stuff from the area. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Indian War of 1854, 1856 came up, kind of put a stymie, you know, kind of with the kibosh on that for a while. Then uh, yeah. that ended. I want to ask why. Why? 
Because people didn't Cause like cause dying. Oh, because it's a war. Yeah, it's a oh. war. Because yeah. war. Yeah. Because of war. I figured. <laughs> you just went over that, the, the war, though. Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. So it's right there in the name. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, but uh, the first, I guess, the, the first uh, school teaching uh, settlers was in Stolkham. Uh, it started in 1854 um, when Eliza Bonnie, Lysa, L- L- Lysa Bonnie, um, I don't remember her name. Bonnie, and she's Lysa. dead. She won't be worried about it. Um, they had a, a one-room schoolhouse uh, downstairs, and then the pastor, the or the reverend of the of the first church there, um, lived upstairs, and then right, um, sure, she uh, she t- she taught school there, and then that was used as a kind of a, a stockade just in case Stilicum was attacked by uh, Native Americans during the during the war. Everyone would just flood in there. Yeah, the most uh, a lot of times during you know the night, everyone would just kind of move all their you know straw mattresses and all that stuff into the school. To be, the idea of safety in numbers. Yeah, um, and uh, so then. That came and went, and uh, I think that operated until, jeez, 1870s, something, 75. Um, And then after that, there was the Bird Mill School, which is on the ground, uh, what is now Stilicum Boulevard and Lakewood Drive, right across the street from uh, William Harrison uh, Academy. and the, The Bird Mill School? Yeah, what is it? Andrew Bird, not, oh. not Jake Bird. No, different. I'm different just like, every time you hear the last name Bird, you're kind of like mm. B- BYRD. BYRD. Okay, okay. Uh, he owned the <laughs> he owned a uh, sawmill, uh, various mills, uh, on, and formed Stilcom Lake because that's a oh. you know a a, a a man made lake that basically dammed it up to run the. That's how we ruin run, everything. Will so um so he donated lumber, created the. Uh, the the school, uh, which we, we we excavated after I form, helped form the Lakewood Historical Society uh, back in '99. So really, um, yeah. How was that? How like, was that? Uh, yeah. Well, just like just esca- excavating any sort of thing, like it's got to be a, a a fun process because you just don't really necessarily know what you're going to be getting out of that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Next. Um. Well, it was a matter. Of, well, we knew that. Um. It was. It was burned down in a. Tragic accidental fire mm-hmm. um, because yeah, yeah. Stilicum, Stilicum residents were really kind of upset that this school is out in the middle of nowhere and is away from their um, away from downtown Stilicum. And other people pointed out that you know people are coming from Fern Hill and Lakewood and even Parkland, what is now Parkland because it didn't exist back then. But oh, you know, Parkland always farm existed. folks. That's a that's a state of mind <laughs> um, there, man. Right, um, <laughs> and say, well, you know, this that was seen as being centrally located. Well. You know, they said no. We're, that doesn't work for us. That doesn't Let's work burn for us. It down and then we can rebuild exactly. it. Exactly. Oh. So, sticks, the, the, they, sticks. yeah, the, uh, the the students were told, you know, mysteriously to bring all of their school supplies home on a Friday, and oh, then it burned down Jesus. over the weekend. Oh, and, it's that Western justice, that Wild West exactly. bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. So, we always knew that that's where the the school was, but mm-hmm. it, it burned down, and you know, it's basically part of the the flat dairy property, so it really hadn't been disturbed. Um, and then there was a plan for, to build the apartments that are there now. So we said, "Oh well, before you do that, can we go in and 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 do some metal detectors and do all that?" Stuff? So we did that. And did you find, found anything? Yeah, well, we found some lamps and some charge cool. glass and hinges and all that stuff. So it's all on display at the Lakewood Historical Society and uh, Lakewood Town Hall. 
Nice. That is so. super cool. Like, I, I love the fact that, like, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, uh, you know, bring you up a little bit too much, but, man, but you're kind of like Tacoma's Indiana Jones. You're finding Aww. all sorts of weird, random Aww. things. You're That's checking stuff out. city of Lakewood. It's your own town outside of Tacoma. I understand but, yeah, this, I understand. but this is the Grit City Podcast, <laughs> and we're talking about South stuff. Sound, Indiana Jones. Yeah. South Sound, South Sound, Indiana Jones. South Sound, South Sound, Dunkel Burger. Doesn't have the sure. No, Man, it doesn't really work. But yeah, but, <laughs> but you get the point. You get the point on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just a matter of you know. I mean, if if anyone um, said, "Hey, you want to come excavate something over the weekend?" Most people are going to go, "Yeah, I'll do that." Sure, what the, what the hell? Man? I wore my fedora and. You know, uh, nice. Do you, so you have a Fedora, don't you? Of course. Oh, it's, like, you know, it's like you don't have 500, right? No. Okay. No. It's like there's one thing I know that you have a lot of. Well, now I know you have way more ties than I thought you did. Apparently, now it's also fedoras, or at least maybe just hats. And fountain pens. And fountain pens. And typewriters. And typewriters? Typewriters, yeah. I know about your watches. I was going to go next to that. I don't. Why, why do you have typewriters? Why don't you? Um, because I have a phone and a computer and a printer and okay. all these other things that are way easier. And we had already just talked he's about. He's got this, a didn't fountain we? pen, dude. <laughs> I know. Come on, you know he's got a typewriter at home. Do you? At, do you, at he, one he, point, I had a model of every Smith Corona ever made. Really? Mm-hmm. And the trouble is, just to collect. Do they work? Were they functional? Well, yeah. Here's the problem. Okay, so <laughs> you, you you buy a typewriter at you know a, a flea market. They're getting incredibly expensive now. Yeah, they're getting more and more rare. Um, you you buy them, they may be in working condition or not. You have them, you know, for seventy five bucks, and then you have spend another hundred dollars to get them operational and and all that stuff. Think keys are placed and springs and all that stuff. So you do that, and then you get you know ten dollars for a ribbon for it, and then you make sure that it works, and then you put it in the closet. <laughs> yeah, because I'm wondering, like, well, then when do you use it? <laughs> no. See, yeah. I still remember in high school we had the typewriting classes. Yep. Where it was just the 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 whole just banks of people sitting behind those and clickety clacketing, and I was like, nope, I'm going to yeah. the computers. And I did yep. computer lab because yep. fuck typewriters. Well, and now my debate is now you can get. I have um, a. Um, keyboard that is what they call you know mechanical keyboard, so you have to get the clickety clack, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, the retro style. But uh, now you can have one for two hundred bucks. I don't know if I'm going to do this. You can get one that um, they basically take an old typewriter and then they add electronic guts to it, so you can use the typewriter really? and Bluetooth it to your Bluetooth oh, thing, ooh. Bluetooth wow. connection to your computer to do that. At, and actually use you know uh, a 1930s Underwood. I was like, that's pretty. Cool. My computer might, is in my steampunk that. bar. I might. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend $200 on a keyboard, but I might. Maybe. I don't you know. Might. <laughs> now I'm thinking cool. about it. Because you know they're out there. You're like, oh. Right. Now right. I know they're out there. You can get them all brassed out and looking all fancy. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's very cool. All right. Uh, very steampunky. I know, right? I know. It worked perfect for the Because you bar. get like the like brass uh, style with you, brass and, and um, you know shiny silver keys. I should. I could. They're totally out there, you yeah. know. Yeah, I know, but they're super expensive. That's the problem. You put steampunk in front of everything, and it's like yeah. I'm gonna up this another two hundred dollars. Whatever, man. But two hundred bucks. Yeah, brass, it's, leather, it's, all the fancy it's shit. Less, you know, it's less than an hour's worth of therapy. So that is welcome. a really good point. I don't know. You're if gonna those pay are... it there, or pay, uh, <laughs> pay it one way or another. <laughs> Either pay it to somebody or just buy that something. Was my, uh, that was my sort of rationale. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break because we need to refill our drinks, and then we're gonna come back and 
I don't think we necessarily have any coaster questions, but we might have one or two for Steve Dunkelberger. But we've got some other stuff to uh, discuss. Washington is earthquake country. Join us for the world's largest earthquake and tsunami drill, the Great Washington Shakeout. Do you know a middle school or high school student in Washington State who likes making videos? Be a Great Washington Shakeout champion and enter the youth video contest focusing on earthquakes and preparedness. Win $1,500 in cash. Prizes thanks to the Cascadia Region Earthquake Work Group. Fill out the forms and get all the details at mil.wa.gov/shakeout. Deadline is October 10th. Your video can help get your neighbors two weeks ready. That information again is at mil.wa.gov/shakeout. Do you know what to do when the next earthquake hits? Help build muscle memory. Drop. Cover and hold on for the Great Washington Shakeout at 1017 a.m. October 17th. You got that? 1017 on 1017. It's pretty easy to remember. It's good practice to make sure you don't run out the door and get hit by falling debris. Everyone in the state is encouraged to take a minute to drop, cover, and hold on just like you would in a real earthquake. You can learn more at shakeout.org slash Washington. Use the hashtag shakeout on social media to post shakeout selfies after. Thanks to the Great Washington Shakeout for sponsoring the Grit City Podcast. Jesus Christ. What? That is... All right, Steve. You've got a Swiss Army knife that's the goddamn Swiss Army in it. No, I need the, I need the larger one, the one size. There's one this. bigger than that? Well, yeah. I don't. We may have already talked about this because I have a feeling that you've brought this out. But you have a Swiss Army knife that has how much functionality to that MFR? Uh, there are like fifty-four different. Fifty-four? Yeah. Like the, the so hell? Because the, the the next one up is a USB on one side and a flashlight on the other. Oh, so you can Jesus. have a flash drive and right. <laughs> We're talking with Steve Dunkelberger. Uh, you may know him from Steve's Drunk History and all the Facebooks, and uh, also a lauded author. Tell us some of the some of the books that you've actually brought uh, today to show off. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've got um, the the first the History of Lakewood book. Yeah, um, just of, of Lakewood. That's the what uh, Western State Hospital looked like when it was the orchard and, and farm. That is the, oh Upper yeah, farm. that's right. Uh, so you know where that street, is. Um, the park. Yeah. And then what? Ten years after that, then we came up with the second Lakewood book about famous people who lived in Lakewood. Um, you know, told the Dwight I- legendary Dwight locals. Eisenhower story, the uh, Jello Morton story. Um, Wow, uh, the story of uh, the B and I, which technically in Lakewood, although they associated with Tacoma, but that's not story entirely. Yeah. Oh man, B and I story. You know the history of the B and I. Yeah, Ron Norman. Yeah, that's goddamn. How old was it when it was in the early eighties? Like, I don't want to go too deep into How the B and I. It when it was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So in the eighties. So when like, like I remember going sixty, sixty years old, fifty years old. Oh, my God. Okay, so it still kind of felt like that because I remember going when I was a young child, very young child, and being very excited to go on the carousel. And at this point in time, going back there, I showed my wife that, and I was like, we are not very excited to go on that carousel. There's, is it still there? It is. It is still there. Oh, it is really? still yeah, there. I've never seen a carousel there. You haven't? I don't think so. Oh. I've wandered through and looked at the, sto- at the shops, but yeah, maybe, the sh- I, the shops, maybe I give up yeah. too soon. <laughs> well, the shops now are like salvage places, uh, quote-unquote really antique stores. Do they have really good yeah, cowboy really boots? Good I know they have yeah. a lot of quinceanera dresses yes, and cell phones. That's about yeah, fanny packs. If you look for a fanny pack, <laughs> the, there's a lot of old video games. I've noticed. Ooh, yes, like you can, really. Yeah, a lot of old yeah. like Nintendo systems. And stuff. Interesting. I'll have to go look at that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I might. Some of Tonight, that do you think stuff. we now have an arcade uh, machine? 
we've got we we did a what? Raspberry Pi and oh, nice. did you got really? all the all right, all right. That's we're gonna have and to an do emulator. It. You can put it down. We're going. Nice. We're we're Pythians now. Yeah. We're, we're doing games this. on it. And console oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So now now we know where we're yep. gonna hang out. So, yeah. All right. We got to do this now. That, that so, did you you just got us hot got dogs it. and video games. So we can just kind of hang <laughs> out and drink there. Yep. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. So everyone knows. Uh, also with the author, but also you are uh, a, a knight of the Pythias. Pythias. I always fuck it up. So nine twenty six Broadway. What? 926 Broadway? It's 926 People Broadway. People always say, Why, you know, where, where is it? It's like, uh, you know, it's the one with the big on neon-ass sign that says Pythian <laughs> Temple on it. We may be in that building. I could be wrong. Such a massive but building. I'm not, but I'm not sure like Holmes. <laughs> One I, I, one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far, especially with you on that, was going to the Pythian Temple and just doing a walkthrough. And A, me being astounded by a room, and then you being like, oh, just wait. And then going to the next room and be, me being astounded by that room. And you're like, oh, we're not done yet. And I'm like, wait a minute. How the hell do you fit this entire thing in this It is building? very hard to dislike in it. Yeah, it is yeah. really amazing. So I know on Mondays you still do the open oh, yeah. house. Yep. Do the tours, check it out, and I don't know, maybe become a Pythian uh, if you want nope. to. But next door neighbor to K and KX Radio. Oh yeah, they, they got are, that. They in. are near, They are our neighbor. Yeah. Nice. Lots cool. of stuff on that. Yep. So check all of that out. I wanted to talk to you because you've been doing uh, the stuff at the Broken Spoke, mm-hmm. uh, the spoken words and broken spoken words, spoken words. <laughs> Steve's drunk history, um, and you will have one coming up. This is October right now, and mm-hmm. you'll have one talking about the spooky side of uh, Tacoma. Is yes. that true? Yes. So, what's that going to entail? Uh, stories. Well, and I things. know stories. Okay. Uh, stuff and what, things. What you I don't do, have to tell your stories, but you, I mean, you seem like a little bit of a skeptic to me, uh, Steve. I know, well, right? We'll yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I do this every October. I've done this uh, three years in various locations. Um, now, formally under Steve's Drunk History, um, is local ghost stories because everyone has local ghost stories, um, but that I dive deeper into. You know the facts that created them. So everyone talks about you know old city halls. Gus. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I go into the history of okay. If it is Gus, this is who Gus was. This is how he died. And just as Gus, he's the he's the he's the jail cell ghost, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I mean, like we talk about, and I've talked about how so many of these places are down around here are quote unquote haunted, mm-hmm. depending on how you want to believe or not. But a lot of it's because there's a lot of tragic past in Tacoma. Yes. that can lend to these sort of things. Oddly enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. You crack me up, quote unquote. You totally. Believe. I know. I believe it, but I'm letting everybody else out there formulate their own opinions. Don't just I've, own it. Be I've, like, there's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> well, I think it's one of my favorite things is that we have Andrew from Tacoma Ghost Tours, yeah. and I don't know if he believes or not. Like, no. he loves the stories, but he's always like, "Well, here's what they say happens." And my wife's just like, "Just say there's ghosts. Just say there's ghosts. You're on a ghost tour. Do it, no. dude. If, no. you, if you went on a ghost hunt with him, you know he believes." <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. Uh, I tell you, um, well, I. Mean, I um, you know, Ross Allison and Teresa, who you know, longtime members of, of a ghost, who started out as the amateur ghost hunters of Seattle Tacoma, a ghost, get it? Oh, now it's advanced ghost hunters of Seattle Tacoma. Um, Are they still doing stuff? They're still, still around, sure. We yeah, fucking sure. need them, yeah, man. Yeah, we yeah. need them in this year, like yeah. on Halloween. Well, Teresa just night. came out with her ne- her latest book. Uh, well, I don't know if it's out now, but I mean, it's what's her pro- name? Teresa. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce. We had a psychic yeah, on. Yeah, that we'll, was, we'll uh, yeah. Teresa Carroll, I think. Um, but, eh, I'm just pulling that out of my butt. <laughs> yeah, okay. along with the squirrel, and the hamster. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! Uh, Someone crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, um, I've been on multiple ghost hunts as the content expert for the areas where they set history. up like the recording stuff and you go and you go back and listen to some like now. white noise and yeah. well, well you're on a podcast Scott you can ask them I know did anything yeah. happen while you were there that is a loaded question oh that's true because like literally like stubbing because yes, yes something happened because we did the ghost hunt I just talked about that boo but that's not what you asked <laughs> see double boo you um. okay I believe that uh that that uh Extra normal uh, occurrences require extra normal evidence. Okay. So not just like a recording. You need a little bit right. more than... I, I have chills. I get a, ooh, I hit a cold spot. Okay, that's how drafts work. I get a surge of energy. That's how buildings have old electricity. Yeah, I mean, and I understand, like, you can, like, especially, like... Turn the lights off and yeah, see I, if you get those electrical pulses. But here's the deal. Like, walking down downstairs in the wonderful 200-person event center at the Union Club, walking down that hall, I remember going to the bathroom with the hall light on, walking back, and then there's... The <laughs> lights are off, and I'm asking everyone, hey, did you guys turn off the lights? And I'm like, no. And in the entire... That entire hall, the air felt thick. And it normally doesn't. And sure, yes, you could say, yeah, maybe it was electricity. Maybe somebody turned off the light and they were just messing with you. Or maybe that there was a draft and it just suddenly got blocked because they put something in the way there. I've had that same problem. I remember coming here like Sunday morning, starting a podcast. And then I remember like Monday about three o'clock waking up like super hungover. (laughs) (laughs) I have this time gap from then to then. I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure I lost your ghost. Yeah, (laughs) I'm fucking with you. I I, I know you are. I know you are. But but I I I I I respect the fact that you want something a little bit more than that. That you want to be able. Maybe you do believe or you're willing to, but it's got to be above and beyond something that's like like that. Well, and um. Passing you know, explainable fancies, really. Yeah, I think. And, and if people said that, that have have I experienced things and seen things that I cannot explain? Yes. Ooh. Um, did I, you know, go into? Uh, I, I don't. Okay, I'll tell a little bit of the story. Yes. You know, do did I <laughs> did I go into the Java Jive and see Ooh. a friend of mine sitting in his regular booth before I realized that he was dead? Yes. Ooh. See. That's a good one. See? See, now I want to go to the Java Jive. So, uh, so I'll talk about that story. That. He's never been That's to the cool. Java You've never been to the Java Jive? I've what never. What's wrong with you? I know. It's one of those things where I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> like, as long as you're up with your shots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so did it freak you out? Was that like the first or one of the only times you've ever seen something like that? Oh, what? no. No. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't believe. I, I, believe in some, there, I believe in some sort of hereafter, in whether it's, you know, uh a stereo plane or, or you know whatever mm-hmm. um, but like your here includes here so like ghosts are here as well so you believe in kind of like the ghost like yeah, this one right here <laughs> is that what you're at is that what you're saying no i, I mean because we're not at, like no one's saying like afterlife or anything but like ghosts you believe in like spirits and hauntings and that kind of stuff um well yeah i mean i think that they're part of everyday life and whether we choose to see them or, or not um and we could we could give them a uh, level of you know characteristics or or whatever, but I'm there. 
and that was kind They're of all around. I remember coming back here, and I think we're doing a podcast after a weekend that my wife and I got really baked and watched Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come back, and I'm like, "There's like five planes and five dimensions," and you're just like, "Time and space." I think both of you were just shitting on me. I think yeah, actually probably. Steve was here. Like, no, it's like time and space are one. I'm like, no, they're different. And you're like, no, you're an idiot. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to believe. And it just gets mm-hmm. da- it gets down to that point, and yeah. it's. I believe that there are things beyond our normal three-dimensional perspectives. Well, yeah. They think they've proved that. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck off, okay? Don't just dismiss what I'm talking about here. God damn it. Yeah. Dick. That doesn't mean there's ghosts. But Steve will be talking about them. No. Or at least uh, the local history was involved uh, yeah, around Yeah, because I them. normally... Um, uh, I have uh, a bank of about 30 ghost stories... Um, you know, and the facts behind them, and then I, I probably, you know, I, I whittle that down to like fifteen, then I rotate them around. That's really awesome, man. I mean, just the fact that we we have, I guess that, that seems like a lot to me. Or like even be able to Is pour it? in, the, I don't know, like thirty different stories of Dude, like totally significant events. This. Like you are, yeah. I'm just because I know you believe, Jeff. Or how about you? I know you have the obvious thing, but how how deep into like ghosts are you? you are you uh, a believer? pretty deep? I, I think deeper than most. Where I I do believe that we interact with them and again the 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 thought of what a ghost is could be just energy i'm not saying they're people or not yeah but to actually work with those energies to do your biddings oh so you want to harness ghost energy yeah oh, well that, they do it that now. explains the altar at the house that it's makes close. total well, oh, sense oh yeah now. speaking of when <laughs> jeff moved into his house in the octavius house yeah. he had the mortar and pestle that ended up do you still have that mortar and pestle yeah i put the mortar to use i, I use it as my salting bowl now <laughs> Ghost salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? See, Steve? You didn't know what you were getting into, did you? God. Yep. Yeah. I think we're ripe for a ghost hunt. That's what I think. We, we got a little bit of a skeptic in front of us. I'm That's a little bit of a skeptic. Well, we're, yeah, we were thinking about, uh, I'll, this may shock you, mm. but uh, there have been several requests to to do a uh, ghost hunt at you know that temple area. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh. It's not really doesn't really fit our brand, but I understand yeah, I mean, that it really can... doesn't necessarily fit the brand. But also at the same point, you well, are yeah. a wonderful historical building in downtown Tacoma. Yeah, but you guys know there's ghosts. Like you talk about the spirits in there. You talked about it on the podcast. So I mean, there's no reason to even do it. No, no. Like, I want to bring in Scott. I want to. I, I all I want. All I want. Come on, guys. Like seriously, I'm not. I'm not, front teeth. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the guys out here in the uh, in the ethereal yeah now. ghost planes. I'm like ghosts. Can you just like I don't know like do like a Ghostbusters sort of like ectoplasm like slime on Scott or something? Can we just do something me, to neck prove, and chest area? Yes, to prove <laughs> that ghosts are real to Scott with unequivocal proof. This is what I want. Listen, I've talked about the thing that freaked me out here. Like this is the only yeah. place I've ever had like a real experience. I've had some other things that kind of you know eh, you know people die and you kind of get some weird feelings mm-hmm. or whatever. But I've never had like an experience where I. Thought I saw something that wasn't there, and that I did here. It's yeah. kind of weird, right? Well, and I guess there, there is a there is a very uh, scientifically based psychological response to if you are searching for evidence of ghosts and spirits, you will find evidence and ghosts of spirits. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so if you know you're walking into a room. That you think is haunted in this dark, you'll feel chills, and there's no reason to explain it. It's like, well, that's how you know the body's response is a natural, yeah, 
okay um if you're using you know the you know the 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 squawk box that jumps the radio the radio station if you're listening to it to find patterns our natural brain is to find patterns in, in chaos Absolutely. therefore you will find it saying something and then give it value that may not yeah, it's the it's the results correct. bias, really, what it comes down yeah. to in all of those. And it's like the same thing with uh, scientists trying to do, like, if they have a hypothesis that they're trying to find the end result to be a certain thing, then more than likely they're going to find that because they're going to be tweaking stuff in order for it to lead that way. Mm. Right. And it's the same thing as perceptions with us, yeah. I mean, I want to believe so that I'm going to absolutely be like, oh, yeah, it was like uh, the light was probably off. You it's are. probably like an automatic switch, but I'm not going to believe that. Yeah. And... Or, you know, it is, you know, 100-year-old electrical I know. Like knob and tube wiring. Yeah. You know, it's not, uh, you know, or things like, you know, uh, uh, you know, orbs and all that. I was like, well, if you understand basic photographic principles, an orb is not necessarily energy. It's like you've got, you've got dust, you've got... You know, uh, especially when you're that wasn't dust, in the bro. in the in the digital <laughs> in the digital age, you've got you know digital noise and and all that stuff that renders up it's Tacoma not- down there, Department of Sign Council. I didn't go to the second floor because it was creepy as fuck and totally haunted. <laughs> I was security guard there. I wasn't the best security guard because I also stole from the break rooms, but that was neither here nor there. But I absolutely believe that that building was haunted. All right. So I think we're all in for a ghost hunt. I yeah, think everybody. Yeah, in for yeah. A ghost you hunt. let us know when that ghost hunt's going to happen. Okay, so we'll now- bring our little recording devices. Yeah, be, it'd be awesome. It will be fun. Now, what could about it be like a cosplay? Oh. Cosplay? Are we uh, ghost hunt? We you want to dress up like ghosts? Yes, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. You going Scooby Doo or Ghostbusters? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> so, wow. what about Sasquatch? You want to do a Sasquatch hunt with us? Because we've been invited. Oh yeah, we've got the, the. Yeah, there's like three different groups that meet every weekend in <laughs> Pierce County. So. I know, right? Been on those too. Have yeah. you really? Yeah. Have you ever seen a Sasquatch? No. Oh. oh. Because I, I see things that are real. Oh. Uh, how about Jeff? Are you want to go on a Sasquatch hunt with us? I just don't like the outdoors. Yeah. That makes generally sense. where they hang out. Yeah. yeah, that's so, kind of yeah I'm out. I'm You're out. not going <laughs> to see them on the eighth floor of the Murano. That would be unlikely. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you did, though. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, I don't like the outdoors either, man. That's why they can't find me. <laughs> we saw Urban Sasquatch on the boot to boot. <laughs> Which one was the Urban Sasquatch? It was the one that was telling everybody to shut the door. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Shut the door. You don't want to see an Urban Sasquatch, dude. No, They're no fun. Oh, God, no. That was, oh, yeah. That wasn't a door. Uh, oh, that was the Oh, getting the blowy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what's going on. In yeah, yeah. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> Shut the door to my cardboard. <laughs> that needs to Shut be on that, like, an urban dictionary. <laughs> Thanks. Urban Sasquatch? It's the Christmas. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even Change know where subject, right Steve. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Um, I, I do want to point out that, you know, one of the. Um, t- you know, Bring you back to education. There you go. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, that's right. That's what we're talking that's about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, that you have to get a shout out to uh, Claire McCarthy, um, who was uh, not only the uh, first superintendent of Pierce County uh, Public Schools. Shout out! Shout out! Um, in 1880, um, she was also the first graduate of what is now the University of Washington. Not the first female graduate, but the first wow. graduate ever. So now you said of what now is the University of It was of a Washington. territorial college. Oh, 
I didn't even see we were in the state then. See how that Which works? Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. See how that system works? You, yeah. You can't have a state school without a state. Yeah. So she had a class of uh, 17 uh, people. When she was coming in at, at uh, 16. And uh, at a class of 17 um, freshmen. And then she was the only one to graduate. Wow. wow. Tuition was $30 a year. Well, it's a little different now. Even adjusting for inflation, that doesn't really compare at this point. No. Mm. No. So anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> so then she went on um, and she taught for a while and then she became the first superintendent. Um, so not only is she the first superintendent of uh, Pierce County Public Schools, Public School Board, um, she was also the first female elected official in the Washington Territory. Wow. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. She was also the first person to uh, own that thing called the typewriter in Pierce County. Oh, look at this. Is yeah. this why you love she, your typewriter she brought, so she, brought in, she brought in that idea of using technology. So, oh. Yeah. And so even back then, the Pacific Northwest was a leader in technological advancements. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds um, really cool. So, yeah. And then uh, she had a... Um, Dormitory named after her at UW, and then now uh, the new one, it was torn down just 2015, oh, and then wow. they just added another one under, with her name uh, on it, and I, and I brought those figures. Just an idea. Remember, $30 a year for mm-hmm. your tuition. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, uh, the cheapest dormitory option in that room that now bears her name is a four-person suite with a private bathroom. That's nice. For... $2,517 a quarter, wow. which is goes on top of the $10,200 in tuition for the quarter, uh, and then, then $1,500 a quarter for uh, books and supplies, which hey, doesn't uh, include food. Scott, did, uh, did, your, uh, did your daughter go to college? Um, no. See, but, good, but good, good by choice. Well, good I mean, honor. she is going to college. If kind of did sound school of beauty. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's just going to community, community college, college to lead into that. No, but dude, that's it's uh, just oh, no, she dude, want, not she besmirch community college. That's a yeah. great no, avenue. That's what I, no, I agree. Say, yeah, but it's just it's she just she just doesn't even know what she wants to do. She's just taking random classes. So then that is the perfect thing for her to yeah, do. That's yep. what I said. That's oh, absolutely. absolutely perfect. Work for a while and just throw some money in savings and go there, to school. There are too many people who are in four year colleges who should not be in four year colleges just because you know. The grand, you know, part of the college experience is just to explore and do stuff. But mm-hmm. you, you generally don't want to explore and you know find yourself and put yourself in debt along the way. Massive why debt. not? Massive why not debt. do that? You know, at the community college level and figure shit out. Yeah, and yeah. that's the journey. Don't don't go into college with an end game. Fig, you know, figure it out along the way, but don't yeah. jeopardize your future by getting sixty, seventy, ninety thousand dollars in debt well that's that's why it's a community college because i won't let her t- take on any debt i'm like no you're not like you know that's a good yeah, idea like, it's dude. Not yeah happen, so. don't put yourself in a hole no. when you're starting out like mm-hmm. going out there because that's brutal i ended yeah. up going to clover park uh it's because a they're school. a great trade school great school it's a really good trade school so mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of different things you can do from that from like the the dental and the medical technicians to all the way to like hvac and all sorts of mm-hmm. other stuff so yeah it's you. You got to find your own path when it comes down to that. And you know, for some people, the higher education it might be. If you want to do something like teaching later on, that's kind of a good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Good yeah, I don't teach. know. 
I didn't go to school. I don't care. <laughs> do they even I have did. colleges in Nevada? They do. I know that was, I just, just, that was mean. I went to some stupid technical school. The Deja Vu, vu, vu School of... <laughs> I, did. Uh, I did. Oh, God. Speaking of Lakewood, I remember living... I was, when I was going to Clover Park, living right across the street from the By Deja the vu? vu. Yeah. It was the Deja Vu. And then across the street on South Tacoma, there was a uh, used car lot. Mm-hmm. And then right behind that were apartments. That's funny. I worked across oh, yeah. the street from uh, like uh, the Soto strip club <laughs> oh that is i shouldn't say because if i know it right away is that yeah. little, that's not little darlings no, no. Uh, something like showgirls soto or Showgirl. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like yeah showgirls yeah. that's why you were hold, just holding back no, I, I, got a funny, <laughs> I have a funny story of course okay. you do uh so <laughs> back when i was in high school went to lakes high school uh you know go lancers yep um and i worked at fred Meyer, which is not there anymore it's now the lows on 100th and and, oh uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I as a high school kid, you know, we would always work the the late shift. So we close at ten, and we'd work till eleven to face the shelves and all that stuff. And so a lot of us would say, you know, let's go out and do something. It's like, well, a lot of us are eighteen, so we can't go into a bar. It's like, oh well, we'll just go to you know New Players Club or whatever. <laughs> You've not lived mm. until you go into New Players Club with you know your your boss at Fred Meyer. Um, and see a girl who's in your biology class who, oddly <laughs> enough, should not be there because I know how old she is. That's funny. The, uh, that, that, VU, uh, that VU in South Tacoma Way was the first place that I took Brogan because he's a slightly younger than me. So when he turned 18, we went there at 3 in the afternoon <laughs> on a weekday. It was probably yeah. a Friday because we still had to go play Magic that day. No underwear and jogging pants? Uh, no, but there was... No, it was... Brogan and myself, and we were dressed like 18-year-olds who'd never been to a strip club would normally dress. It was like normal human beings at that point. But there was one dude (laughs) in a wheelchair getting all of the attention because, I mean, he had his money, and he was fine. And we did. I think uh, Brogan got one dance. And then he's like, we got to go. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like we are uh, very much amateurs when it comes down to this. I am just amazed that that, <laughs> that strip clubs in Pierce County sort of exist. Still exist or that's, existed that's, ever? Uh, no, exist now. Okay, yeah. No, I can understand why they exist in Portland because there, there are so many. There's like 80 mm-hmm. uh, strip clubs. They all have a very specific you know, theme. There's the vegan one. There's the one where you can get steak. There's a fire breathing one. That yeah. one was interesting. You know, and there, you know there's a, you know, uh, a, a pin-up kind of avant-garde, you know, sort of thing. And, every, you know, each of them, you know, like, uh, anyway. Yeah, supply and demand. You've got to, like, figure out exactly right. what to and do. Out. You know, and actually serve, like, good food. And it's just it's performance, right? And it's you can serve, like, alcohol thing. and all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. But, you That's know, the key. Like in Pierce County, especially in Washington, you cannot serve no. alcohol. No, 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 no. Like no. the only thing that they've gotten around this was Fox's now has the pole position sports bar right next door. Okay. Right. So you can kind of hop, skip, and jump over sort of <laughs> right. thing. But I thought that was the greatest thing. I'm not a big drinker. So when I went to the strip club and they said, yeah, all the Pepsi you can drink, I go, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, and girls too, right? Yeah, the $5 Pepsi and the $12 Monsters. There you yeah. go. No, for free. Yeah. Well, what what strip yeah. club are you going yeah, to? What anything is free. There was, well, there, club, there, was a covered, there was a covered charge. There was my, a guy in a van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, come check out my van strip club. There's a pole in there, and I got some speakers. So the one I work across, <laughs> the one I work across the street from is um, the CB drink, CBD drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is still like semi illegal. It's like a little gray area. 
but one of the best things. Oh, it's not a gray area, but okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's be it's clear. Until you get caught, be clear. people yeah. are selling it. I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm not a lawyer. Does not make it illegal. I might <laughs> sound <laughs> like one, illegal. but I'm not. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't sound like one. Um, the the no, best thing is the uh, is the sign outside. Is they actually have a sign with them. Um, uh, graduates and it says if you have student loan debt <laughs> we can help <laughs> i thought that was fantastic so bringing it back uh, to the education <laughs> good job scott you're welcome uh you know anything else about education <laughs> yeah oddly enough uh one of the reasons why i did the um uh education not only because it's back to school mm-hmm. but yeah uh the tacoma school district is celebrating its Sesquicentennial, 150 years. Wow. It's celebrated on September 13th. Oh, so give just, a clap, give a clap, just, clap. Just hop, skip, and a jump away ago. Congrats, and uh, I was amazed that it them. wasn't, they didn't make it more of a deal. That, uh, like 150 years is a very significant time. So you would, Older than the city. You would imagine that it might have, and they. Well, yeah, and we even have. I, the, even it, hear about I it. think there's a. There, well, I know that the one guy, he does a podcast, and he was like a. Teacher of the Year um, uh-huh. nominee and stuff like so. At least you could do something, right? Like yeah. something? You have some people or somewhere. Some right? postings say, "Hey, happy birthday to us!" Yeah, something. One hundred fiftieth. I follow a lot of those Facebook groups, and I didn't see anything along those lines. Hmm. I didn't either. I think you're making that up. Yeah. No, it's actually September <laughs> September thirteenth, eighteen sixty nine. Oh, 150 no. years. It was a 69. They didn't want to promote that. Anytime that's in anything, they just stay away from it. It's like thirteen. There's no thirteenth floor. 69 is the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's, right there's no 69 either. I've been married two years. <laughs> I have not seen it. The last people to do 69 were in 1969. There you go. <laughs> Whoa. You okay over there? No, my uh, thing just collapsed on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah, thing fell dude. down. But no, I'm the, the, what is now known as the Tacoma School District, which is 150 years old uh, right now, um, it's amazing to look back on their early days on how we would look at it today as being fairly modern thoughts that you know the idea is that this may shock you um tacoma had a lot of uh immigrants people uh immigrants from all over the world Mm -hmm. and the school district because again this is pre-city stuff that it was seen as the uh kind of the great equalizer and um you know the melting pot generator Mm -hmm. you know you could certainly celebrate your own um, you know, history and culture and that sort of thing. But, you know, things like, you know, public hygiene, there was no city, so the the schools had showers. Oh, and so it was just and like... so that was a community yeah. center And again, and bringing schools. those modern technologies to a place that yeah. definitely didn't have Incredibly those. forward-thinking from, you know, 1869, that the idea is that not only is the, the school district there to educate kids but also create communities and encourage civic engagement and, and that sort of thing and it's one of those things that i kind of like in just the Early terms of breakfast and, and lunch programs and from it, the beginning of the school district and how religious wow. based were those at that point then what's that how religious based were the school oh, this is a public school and that's system. what but that's yeah. the, the cool part because a lot of it especially earlier on was more religious based and so it mm-hmm. was kind of trying to indoctrinate you with uh whatever thinking you had at that but this is literally just education we've got this stuff and we want to be able to further the advancement of this area and yeah. it's uh the, that forward thinking is pretty amazing yeah it, and it, you know it, it's you know that they they realized that there was a a gap of services because again you know pre city mm-hmm. that um needed to be served and they they stepped up and did it outside of you know again educating kids it was about creating the community and then the city structure 
came from that. And what year did Tacoma become officially a city? Depends which one. Uh, 1873, I think. Yeah, when around the, there. Yes, you know, that's okay. when the, the terminus was announced and all that stuff. Wow. So. Yeah, that's how I remember and it, then, too. <laughs> about right, right around 1873 is what I was thinking. <laughs> You're such a bad liar. <laughs> such a shitty liar. Steve, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming oh, yeah, in here. No you, you are just a plethora of information. Ooh. We're going to have to hit some of the, the BNI talk, I think, at some point. Because okay. uh, I want to do, like, Scott, you haven't done a full tour until you've ridden on a carousel. No. You know what? Every time the BNI <laughs> comes up, I always think about the monkey. And then everybody gets Ivan angry the about the monkey. Yeah, yeah. The gorilla. Yeah. And then they had bears or some shit there, too, or something. I don't know. Every, every time I read an article Steve's about it. like... All the comments, everybody's angry. They're like, oh, the poor gorilla makes me sad. Well, I mean, that's just the internet if you're looking at the comments. Yeah, well, that's where I live, sir. Oh, okay. I told you, I told you my <laughs> Ivan story. Did I tell you my Ivan story? Before? No. Okay, so back when I was a young punk, when they were going from, you know, uh, Peter was all upset about Ivan and all that stuff, the bankruptcy of B&I and all, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, so I had to get a uh, TB time test, tuberculosis, and whatever TB time test. Yeah. Because I, uh, I was going to be on that. Flight and the idea is that you know they I um, want to make sure that I didn't get a disease from Ivan the gorilla. I'm like, no, we don't want you to infect the monkey, you idiot. Yeah. So it's like, we want to make sure that I was clear. You know, so you got to fly with him. Yeah. You were going to be on the airplane yeah, with yeah. him. Oh, yeah, to Zoolana. Yeah. See, Steve's like he's like got like Tacoma in his blood. I know. Like, how many people flew with Ivan the gorilla to Atlanta? How many people did? Hundred. Mm, no, less than much less than that. There's. No. Let's see. Um, I was going with 100 on a plane. Let's Fuck see. me. I'm dumb. <laughs> what, what was it? Seven? It was like three medics. And... Oh, so it was like a special flight just for a gorilla. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not going to fuck you're where you get on that like, United what? Air. Hold on. Yeah, Did the gorilla right? get to gorilla. fly the plane? <laughs> oh, grasshopper. <laughs> I'm like a gorilla. You just throw him in a cage. You throw him on the bottom. of just like a dog or a horse or something, right? So why were you on it? You're... Just you're like a historian. I'm Steve Dunkelberger. Yeah. Oh, you were writing. A were you story not invited? For it, huh? Um. <laughs> what were you like? Twenty five at the time. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Steve. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, um, there, there were. I would say on the off, there may have been twelve people. That's on that pretty plane. cool. You got wow. to Wow. All the shit aside, it's pretty damn cool. You get to do that. Honestly, did you take a picture? He didn't have a gorilla. cell phone. He didn't yeah. have like a cell phone camera. Yeah, but he's got cameras all over. my Pentax K1000. Yeah. Oh, okay. See? You're right. All right fine. You really didn't take any pictures at all? Man, you fucked that up. You should have taken a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, no, I'm not, I, I was... But yeah, we're, I was all set up to do that. That's amazing. History is what it is. Yep, it is. And you are our historian. Like, yeah. seriously, thank you so much. We've got uh, Steve Dunkelberger... Uh, you can find him on Facebook with uh, Steve's Drunk History. Follow that on the on Instagram, Facebook, and did you say Twitter or not? Twitter's, yeah. Twitter's as well. Yep. Go see All him live. Those, go see him live at the Broken Spoke or other places. If you're interested in having it, I'm pretty sure that you're down for uh, doing other spoken word stuff at other places. Yeah. If anyone has an idea of where they want me to do a talk, I'll do, I'll do a talk. I'll show up. What the hell? You also do the uh, Knights of the Pythian tour. Mm-hmm. True, I do. Yes. Uh, Mondays down at the Pythian Temple down on yep. Broadway. Uh, you can get all that information right here, right on the uh, podcast page. Because, and seriously, like, just listen to Steve's older stuff too, because you're amazing. Like, you have so much knowledge, oh, and you're doing a lot of stuff that thank I you. really appreciate for Tacoma. I think you're okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, well, here. 
you know, a couple of things that uh, very few people realize that Adam West, yeah, Batman went to UPS. What? Uh, talk about the. Uh, that's one of the things that I I, I pull out of the hat uh, every now and then. Uh, as a Ted Bundy, although he didn't graduate, obviously because he went yeah. to UW. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone knows Ted Bundy. Everyone's everyone well, yeah. Who, who doesn't? The yeah. killer? Yeah, uh, the murderer. What? Yeah, yeah Tacoma's full of murderers. Actually, we should do one on that because Jake Berg gets a lot of a lot of traffic for us. So <laughs> we, we need to bring you on for a serial serial uh, killer. Episode. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, Can we do that, that? That's always one of the uh, the top drunk history uh, request lines. But <laughs> the I figured, many murders of Tacoma. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I talk about you know the ones that you know the ones that haven't been caught yet that right. I've talked about. Mm. Um, you know the number. Facebook friends with <laughs> you're keeping track of whatever, yeah. ones you're keeping mementos from. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Just their years. Newspaper <laughs> clippings. Judge um, your collection. Yeah. Um, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, check out the YouTube video to see Steve's eyes when that happens, right? There. Yeah. What is he, DNA? Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, dude, I was like, that's a fucking story. A guy who murders people and then writes the, st- like, writes the articles about it. Yeah. You're fucking creepy, dude. You great. just creep me right? out. Right. <laughs> I'm going to look at you different from now um, on, Steve. But, you know, any, anytime you talk about, uh, and I, I, I do believe that this is one of the things that is, um, uh, exemplifies Tacoma, uh, especially when it talks about education. I'll try to keep this short. But Fred Haley, you know, the Amaroka guy, yes, um, was really big uh, from like eighteen or uh, nineteen fifty four to fifty six, whatever. Um, he was uh, on the Tacoma School Board, and so he championed um, the rights of uh, a teacher who was brought up on un American activities charges for being a communist, and he Ooh. he backed her. And uh, you know he was getting death threats and rocks through his, the manufacturing facility, but he stood his ground. Wow. And Good for uh, that dude, man. so shout out to uh, Fred Haley. Yeah. And then he went on to uh, be on the feasibility committee for that thing called UWT. Oh, so um, wow! You know you can't. Nice. Because, and of course, there's Willie Stewart. I do it because I just saw him last night at the um, City of Destiny's uh, or Tacoma Historical Society's uh, annual meeting. About her story, the uh, females who who founded uh, and changed Tacoma, um, was the first uh, African American teacher in the district in 1960, and the first African American principal at Lincoln in 1970, and he worked um, for 45 years in the district. Wow! And he's still around. He's named after you know the the Willie Stewart uh, uh, Academy is named after him. So that's amazing. I the love the best guy you will ever meet. Sounds so like, he sounds like he would have to be in order to go through all of that. Yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. So he's got to be an older gentleman now, though, right? Like, oh no, no, he's twelve no, years I old. Mean, I'm not obviously, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not adding up numbers right now. But I mean, what? How? Like, he's got to be in okay. So uh, like let's 80s. see. He graduated high school in '53. So, so the 18 to 53, well, how was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the like math? '70s or '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, he would. Oh, um, the most. Vibrant, intelligent, inspirational man you will ever meet. Yeah, it's so, really cool. I'm sort of coming off the high of you know meeting a hero. Yeah, that's that is really, really cool. If you guys want to uh, maybe suggest anything the next time we have Steve on, because Steve is a frequent guest for good reason, shoot us a message, info at gritcitypodcast.com. If there's anything uh, going on in the city that you want us to talk about or maybe have them on and guest uh, with us, Again, you can just do that. Send us a Facebook message as well. Uh, harass uh, whomever does our Instagram. Was it just Jeff that does our Instagram? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yes, just harass Jeff, just Jeff. Or even on our Twitter, uh, all of those different things. You can find that at gritcitypodcast.com. Give us some love in the monetary fashion if you want to do to do so. Patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast. We actually have some new patrons. I we know do. Um, Alex is a patron. Thank you, Alex. Um, we got a guy named, I want to say Steve. I should look these up. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I thought I was just going to we'll, name uh, them. Yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of them. We got a, a couple new patrons these last couple months. So like, thanks, guys, for, thank for helping you. out. And even if you can't give us monetary backup, share our posts. Uh, sh- like uh, say, Share any of our episodes. If you found one that was super awesome and you thought it was cool, give us the feedback. Give us the five stars on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever the hell you listen to us on. All of that is very appreciated. And uh, I think uh, we're good for now. I think we're out. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. <laughs>